there, happy campers. Whoa, we can't have that audio you on You must there. have put it on loop. I don't know how you do that. I'll have to figure it out. Because we have a whole new system here on the Snarf Talk podcast. It's a whole new world. We've done that like 20 times. Yeah, a lot of times we've done that. <laughs> a lot of times. Um, yeah, we're using our brand new Roadcaster Pro, so let us know how it sounds. Although, if you're on Facebook... I don't know how relevant it is, but if you listen to the podcast, <laughs> yeah. um, it's fancy, man. It we'll is. share some pictures of it, but it is like a professional recording studio. Jerry's got all kinds of buttons and sliders. and It's just all over the place over here, and it took us a little bit. This is why we're recording a little yeah, bit later. Yeah, we got here at 7 o'clock. No, we didn't. It was like 7.25. Don't, don't cheat them, okay? okay? Quit sitting over there and lying to the, the 7.25. Either way, we we've been here a while going through this, and Chris has played around with it for a while. But actually, getting here and getting ready to record, um, it took a little bit, but it's not hard to learn. I don't think. I don't think it was hard to learn. It's just getting it set up the way we need to for what we want to do. Um, but I think we got it now. Yeah, I'm just I I forgot to set something up, but go ahead for uh, our live video. Uh, yes. Oh. So it's not my fault this time. Um, I think we're good. I think we're live. I don't see us anywhere, but. Oh, yeah, I, I got us. You got us? Yeah, I got us. I picked us up right away. I get a notification because I follow our podcast. Oh, well, nice. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yes. Well, not, it told me that we were interrupted. Yeah, because I updated the metadata. It's all about um, the metadata. It is all about that metadata. You can't, like, you can't screw around with metadata. M- minus data, sure. What is metadata exactly? It's like the data that's attached to a file. So, like, your picture metadata would be like the location, the uh, what's the the settings of your camera. That's the metadata. Yeah. Oh, you were updating it because you put the wrong the wrong number. Yes, I didn't update it. Um, anyway, inside baseball talk. Um, yeah, so speaking of baseball, we big old win for MVK. Um, we did get a win, first win of the season, Thursday night. No, it wasn't that the second one. Well, first regular season win. Oh, gosh, I thought we already won one. No, huh. <laughs> you don't pay a lot of yeah. attention, do you? I pay some attention. I just don't remember. I don't base my life off of wins and losses, Chris. No. No, it's all bl- a blur. Every bit of it just blends together it's all win. into a blur, and it's all win all the time. Big bucket of win. Uh, Dirk is with us. Um, how's everything sounding over there, Dirk? I think it's, in my headphones, it sounds like a massive, Im- well, I wouldn't say massive improvement, but it definitely sounds better, and it's got a lot of cool features. Yeah. Well, I've always thought we sounded good in the headphones, but going back and listening to video or audio could be completely different. You never really know. Yeah. So on our end anyways. Um while we're at it, Jerry. Yeah. We got a um a little bit of a Patreon page. We do have a Patreon. Well, before page. we get to that, if you could please like and share this podcast, we'd appreciate it. Help get our name out there a little bit. Also, if you want uh, extra content, go to patreon.com slash snarf comics. You're you're neglecting your duty. What am I doing? The sound pad. Yeah, but what was I supposed to do with that? Patreon.com slash Snarf Comics, where you can support the show. We need money. (laughs) 
<laughs> I forgot. I completely forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> we have a sound pad now, so we can assign all kinds of different yeah. sounds and be like a midday radio DJ show. That's like a morning radio. Yes, we're going to turn into that only at night. A morning radio at night. Sad trombone. <laughs> Um, so that's going to get annoying. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so fun. We're going to change it all the time and throw things at you like crazy. I, there's more to come. Oh, believe yeah. me. There's going to be a lot more to come. We're, we're not, we're not going to try and become like uh crazy Jay and the frog band. Two, two, four. Wait, now I got to be the frog band. You're oh, crazy I'm crazy Jay. Jay. You're the frog man. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm the frog man. It's the first thing that popped in my head. <laughs> crazy Jay the frog man. <laughs> what do you do as the frog man? I just talk like this. <laughs> I just talk like a frog. All I do is sit there eating beans. <laughs> and I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy Jay. <laughs> um, but no, anyway, so we're pretty excited about that. And uh, we got a new iPad coming tomorrow. So that's going to hopefully Good. keep our show on the airways without cutting out all Without of interruption. Randomly. Constant inconvenient interruption yes. on your end all your end um so yeah pretty exciting it has been pretty exciting um how's your week my week yeah. uh it rained twice it did two inches very abruptly today very abruptly. i mean we got like over two inches in the first one and then uh today just pulled out of the field of the sprayer and pop-up shower of like <laughs> I saw your uh, Snapchat. It was like 15-minute rain fast. Should be good to go. 15-minute <laughs> rain fast on chemicals. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, but no, no, uh, I'll take the uh, half inch I think we got here. About an inch at your house, I heard, or it, down the road from you. It must have been because it rained hard yeah. for a little bit, like really hard up against the house. And for a while, I thought it was hail. Um, it got so loud in the house that it sounded like hail, so I... Went out on the front porch and I was like watching the concrete to see if I saw anything bounce, you know. And it Jerry's just like was heavy rain laying down on his concrete. No, my new concrete. <laughs> no, I was don't just, dent it. I was more concerned about my roof than anything because it was loud. Trying man. to use your body as a shield. That, that's a concrete lo- shield. Just a very large, massive, expansive body. You that have I to have. roll back and forth very <laughs> just quickly. Constant rolling to pelt my body with ice. Yeah, to protect the concrete. No, I wouldn't do that. It's over a year old now. It's hard enough. It's hardened. Yeah, cured. This is, that's weird. This is what I don't like about the English language is that, so you can say cured in a way like for concrete, curing and yep. getting harder, but then like curing meat, it's not the same thing. Yeah, it is. It's, it's uh, just such double meaning to so many words. It, so no, confusing. It isn't a double meaning. Cured just means like it's taken some time. To process. So cured meat has went through a process that left it different than it started with. And cured concrete is the same thing. I see what you mean. But there are words that have like significant double meanings in the English language that are very confusing. It's because we're number one. We're number one. (laughs) Is that really it? Yeah. We just put meaning to words anytime we want. Yeah, We just like... I don't even. I can't even think of one off the top of my head now. But there's so many of them. Like, um, I had one. Where did it go? 
There was a guy on TikTok that was doing a joke as in like words were being created and he was asking the creator to get, to put meaning to words. And it was really funny and super clever. If you want to talk about how many words there are in English, there are three key numbers to remember. More than a million total words. About 170,000 words in current use. So we're only using like a tenth. We're using a tenth of, of the, total the words, words that we have in English. One, yeah. Yes. And two, 20 to 30,000 words used regularly by individual people. That makes sense, but that seems very low. You know what word doesn't get used very much anymore? Caboodle. The whole kit and caboodle? Or, or null. Tell me when the last time you talked about like a null. A null? Like yeah. K-N-O-L-L? Yeah. Like a grassy knoll. The you know, only time you've ever heard that was with JFK's assassination. Uh, like the, the grassy the shire. Knoll. That's a shire. Did they say grassy knoll no, or a that's knoll? That's what they are. They're like little, you know, there's knolls. I know. Um, English has, German has only 135,000 words, and French has fewer than 100,000 words. And Spanish is even less. Are you serious? Yeah. That's nothing. It's like no words. They're just very efficient speakers. That's why they use so many English words, because there's so many words that are like only in English. That's so weird that they have to, and they're always uh, uh, doing this, uh, <laughs> and then they spit out an English yeah, word. Because they're trying to think of, they're like, I only have like five yeah. words to choose from. Which one's the right one? Um, dumpster. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's a little, Spanish is a little bit of a, Wild card because there's not that many words, but there are so many different words of a single word. So there's like verbs have all these different endings, like estoy, estas, esta, estamos, yeah. estan. So is that five words or is that one word? So if you count it as five words, there's a lot of words. That's true. But it really is only one word because it's just different. They're going through, uh, oh verbages. my gosh, counting the words in the dictionary. Korean has over 1.1 million uh, so that, when they're saying in the dictionary, that's words in current use, that's English is 170,000. Korean is 1.1 million. Japanese is 500,000. Italian, 260,000. Wow. Dubadee. Yeah, <laughs> Russian, 150,000. Spanish, only 93,000. Chinese, only 85,000. The Chinese, man, Mandarin. There's not much there. I guess not. I've heard it's hard to, hard to learn. but Mandarin is very hard to learn. Um, because everybody says the Chinese language, but there's a it's actually like Mandarin's like the main language in China, right? And the main villain to Iron Man. He is, which was not portrayed well. No, but they're, they're doing Man. him again. They and, are? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Upcoming. It, it, it might be in uh, the Multiverse of Madness. Probably. Um, Bringing him back. Makes sense. Who played him? Ben Kingsley. Ben but Kingsley, he wasn't. Yeah. He was like an actor. He was an actor. Actor portraying. Yes. Um, real Mandarin MCU appearance confirmed by Kevin Feige. Um, the events of Iron Man 3, yes. That's what I tell everybody about me. I'm just the actor portraying Jerry Snyder. Oh, in Thor The Dark World, Slattery comes face-to-face with the real Mandarin in a high-security prison. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, but they're talking about the fake one. Hold on. Uh, Shang-Chi. Mandarin will be in Shang-Chi. Okay. 
That makes sense. And the legend of the whatever ten rings. and whoever some legend of the ten rings. <laughs> Terrible name. Yeah. Looks like an awesome movie. It that's rough. Um. So into some uh, some housekeeping. It says we got people listening, but nobody's commenting, which makes me think something's not working. Mine, mine stopped. Everything stopped on my end when it came to um, our live feed. When I updated the metadata. No, since I've been in there, it's been on for a while. And Sorry, guys. A little, a little bit of housekeeping because it's like I said, all new technology, so we don't know for sure that. Things oh no, are it's working. working. Maybe it was just on my end that I think it's working. Anyway, a little bit of housekeeping. I had yeah. uh, we were given an idea. Oh, there are comments, ton of them. It wasn't working. Okay. Nolan says it sounds great. Dirk says it sounds great. And Roadcaster Pro, ooh la la. Ooh la la. Um, Tim says it doesn't count if you don't post it on Spray Kings. I, you know, I just like to sit back and look at Spray Kings from afar. Noel is often used in my experience. Nolan, get it? I was ignoring the end part. I didn't want to even say it. <laughs> yes, I do get it. Okay. All right. Now we got things working. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we're good to go now. I want to give a shout out to a man, a woman, whoever it may have been. I don't know. Um, but the person that created or decided for any of these companies to where we're in the day and age where you just have to log in constantly to things, right? Like you have to add your email to everything. Yeah. Every single app and uh, update or whatever. Like I updated my uh, fire stick cause it, it failed on me miserably quit working in the living room and my remote quit working as well. So I upgraded it and today like logging into all these things again, you have to put your email in. Yeah. And Amy and I have both said, Boy, we have made an enormous mistake by making our emails so long. Because <laughs> it's my whole name. It's literally like my actual name, Gerald Snyder 5 at gmail.com. Um, if you, anybody wanted to email me, you, now you have that available to you. But the person that I want to hug, I want to give a big hug or a high five or maybe a fist bump or go out on a Saturday night to a nice restaurant. So this would maybe, be called a spring compressor? Um. Because your yeah. spring's not straight. Yeah, I guess it would be a spring compressor. Um, is the man that created the little, the the shortcuts when you're clicking around on your fire stick or on a computer or whatever of the at gmail.com, at yahoo.com, yeah. at... It's great unless your email is at itrees.com. Well, I understand that. If you have a, a personalized email, it's different. But for the general personal email that you you do have on Gmail and whatnot, that is it's everything. Every time I see, if I bring up um, a login page and I don't see it, my, my, my day is shot. I can't, I don't have anything else I can do in that day because I'm just clicking. You should this. get a Google Workplace account. So that's where you can use at whatever your domain name is. Yeah. You should get uh, Jerry or Gerald at Snyder.com. A lot of people do that. You can do that? Yeah, if you can get Snyder.com, which you probably can. I had I had Snyderon.com. Jerry at Snyder. Well, close, but not exactly. No. 
Yeah, people do that. They get their last name as a domain name, and then they'll be like first name at lastname.com. That is pretty good. Yeah. That, that's a good idea. I've you never know what, who I want to high this. five is the guy that invented uh, login with your Google ID or your Facebook ID. Yes. That is genius. And I we do that on our website. Or Google has the thing now where um, when you all you got to do is put in your email, and then it automatically emails you the number on the screen, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be like, all right, you're trying to log into this new platform and it gives you the number 56 and then it buzzes on my phone and I click it. It brings up the email immediately. I hit 56 and you're logged in. Why can't they all work like Disney though? If you go on your fire stick and you log into Disney, all you have to do is open the app on your phone and it automatically works on your TV. Oh, I never did that. Yeah, it works. If you're today, on the same Wi-Fi. But today I, I literally got into my Disney app and I never even had to log in. It was already there because everything else I had to, but maybe it was, I don't have it open on my phone. This will lead to a spring stretcher of mine though, since you're talking about fire sticks. Okay. We're leading into spring stretchers. Okay. This is a minor one. All right. More of an inconvenience if anything, but so I, in my bedroom, I've just always had the original fire TV, not the stick, but it was a little box. Mm -hmm. It was called the fire TV. And it's from like the first time they came out, like, 2015 i don't even know wow <laughs> so long ago. yeah you are so outdated anyway unbelievable so i have had no pro- issues with this device yeah but two things so i'm like the kids lost a remote and i'm like you know what i'm gonna buy a new remote because the new remotes have the volume and you can turn the tv on and off with the thing i'm like this is you've never had that no i've never had it on yeah, any of j- mine are you serious? No, I don't have it on any of mine. Holy smokes, yeah. So I went on to just buy a new remote for my Fire TV box, my old one. And they're like 30 bucks. Yeah. But a whole new Fire Stick is 30 bucks. I know. That's why I bought a new Fire Stick. And so anyway, the Fire TV, the only downside of it was, and I was thinking about getting rid of it anyway, everything works on it except you can't get Apple TV. The Apple TV app does not work on the old Fire Sticks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the old Fire Sticks, right, because I've got it on mine. Yes. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy a new, the new 4K, yep. you know, That's what I the did. new remote, everything. So I got this thing. And what a piece of crap this thing is. It constantly is shutting down just randomly. Oh, really? Apps won't work, and i got to restart it all the time. So this is the experience I saw, I kind of had with the older one that I the first one I bought, which would have been at least two years ago, three years ago now. Um, it was three years ago, and it lagged really bad. It was always lagging really bad. And the one I just just started today is the new one that you're talking about. It's never crashed as of yet. It's only been one day, not even. It's been what eight hours, nine hours, and. It's never crashed. It's never went bad, but it still is laggy. Oh, it's laggy. To everything it's else. hardcore laggy, and also has barely any storage. I just put all my normal apps on there, and it's full. Like if I try to download something else, it's like full. Yeah, I'm trying to keep away from getting too many apps because it's. I just don't. I don't need them. I, I don't, don't need. I don't them. either. They're, they're but... all the same thing. And honestly, there's. I just got uh, YouTube TV. I got away from Hulu Live. Hulu Live is the biggest hot garbage you could ever imagine. It's the same thing you're talking about. It would not. I get it because I want to watch baseball games. I don't have any other way to watch the White Sox because they don't play on like two five seven nine. You know, like yeah. they don't they don't ever play on a twenty six every once in a while. 
but they're on NBC Sports Chicago. And uh, the only way to get that is have a satellite or one of these subscription channels. So I just get it during the baseball season. Hulu Live, I tell you what, unbelievably, like it would just shut the whole program off because it can't load it. Or then when you load it, every single pitch, and I'm not joking, the pitcher will get the ball and he goes to pitch and it completely stops. And then you'll still hear the audio. Something happens. And then it just flashes back to like a guy trotting back to the dugout. Like, what happened? What just happened? I heard all of the audio and it sounded super exciting, but everything froze. YouTube, not that way. It's way better. Far, far superior. Plus, you get YouTube premium, right? So you get no yeah. ads on your YouTube channel. Plus, yes. you get the YouTube content. Right. And do you also get YouTube music with it? Because I have YouTube music. I already ha- I already have YouTube oh, music, okay. so it might be blended into that. I wonder that. if it blends in, because that's 10 bucks a month. Yeah, so you, it might be blended that. into that, because I also do have YouTube music. But, um, yeah, far superior app, YouTube TV, is uh, incle- in, like incredibly fluid through the whole app. Like, uh, anything you wanted to search. It's Google, it's, man. It's clunky. I don't like the way it's set up a little bit with... The home screen seems a little clunky and like cluttered on what you want to see, but it's literally go up to search. I mean, you could go up and search anything that you wanted to find and watch it. Uh, it, it, but it also has a live TV portion. You go to the live TV. I've already selected that with the white Sox are one of my favorite teams. It'll pull them up right away as like one of the first selections and you can get on it right away. Well, it works far better. This new fire stick is absolute garbage. I mean, I'm telling you, it will completely turn off and crash two times a night i haven't had that yet so i'm about ready i i think they're just making garbage trying to get you to pay up for the cube the fire cube i have the cube and i haven't used it in over a year but it was the first generation yeah the new they're like 100 bucks instead of 30 oh wait maybe i'm thinking that you have the recast right yeah i've got the recast no, the i thought that's what you were just talking like about. the upgrade like you can get the fire stick or you can get the fire cube Ah, oh, shoot, if I would have known it's that. It's got more horsepower, more storage. It's got a better processor, but also it's an Alexa device. Oh, okay. Well, the remote's an Alexa thing, but it's I not I think it has device. a speaker in it, like an, a regular Alexa, but I don't know okay. that for sure. Anyway, that was my spring stretcher. New Fire Stick, Complete Lemon. And by the way, how did lemon get such a bad rap? Sour. That's why? It's all because, yeah, it's a sour thing. But it's got to be one of the, like, most... I understand that it's not one of the most popular fruits as far as, like, just eating a fruit. But it's... But it's in everything. It's widely popular in cooking. Yeah. I mean, lemon zest and adding adding lemon to food is, across the board, I think, a very, like, high-end thing to do. People do it all the time. All high-end cooking is adding some sort of acid like that to food. And drinks. Lemonade. Yeah. I mean, water has got to be one of the most... I mean, there's a lot more lemons consumed than bananas, I the, bet you. The only reason they say a lemon is because it leaves a sour, sour taste, taste in, in your, your mouth. mouth. Yeah, now you got you. It was all coming to you as I said it, yeah. Well, anyway, um, so new fire sticks. Do not recommend, although I love the TV controls. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like mine so far. It the only thing it doesn't have me, is I wish they had an extra button that you could assign to some sort of thing on your TV. Like, I wish I... Like laundry? Like, I'm going <laughs> to assign this button to do laundry. Yeah, I'm going to click the laundry button. <laughs> Are you no, that uh, lazy? The one I use the most is a sleep timer. I use that every night. You do? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a sixty minutes, and I watch a show, and then I fall. If I fall asleep, the TV turns off. That's such a good idea. Yeah, you don't use a sleep timer. <laughs> I never use it because otherwise I wake up at like two in the morning. It might, yeah, the TV's still going, or mine will black out. Mine will turn itself off eventually because if the program isn't being like active enough, like it'll only run for so long. Um, like Netflix or. Uh, Apple yeah, TV like four hours. Yes, it will be four hours and you'll go through seven episodes and then it eventually goes black on its own. Yeah. Um, and then I think the TV, but I set it for 60 now. minutes because I know if I, if I don't fall asleep, I can just reset it. But if I do, it doesn't run through every episode of a show. Yeah. So I know where to go back to. That's such a good idea. That's what I was thinking is as soon as you said that, I was like, Oh, I wouldn't have had to go back so many times. This feature shows. that's been available since probably the 80s. Since TVs were like created. <laughs> I know. Sleep timers were a big thing when we were kids, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, they all had sleep timers. They're, they were probably new at the time. That's why they were probably yeah, big Everybody's thing. like, set the timer. Because when we Gotta were... Gotta shut the TV off. When we were little, little kids, I mean, there weren't remotes. They had the little no, clunker I, dials on the TV. Yep. I remember having to get up and turn the dial for dad. And the big Zenith cabinet. We didn't have a big Zenith cabinet. We had just a TV that sat on a table. It was like gray. A table TV? Yeah. Is that what they are called? No. (laughs) Okay. You had like a box. It was like a wooden, it was like a piece of furniture with a TV in it. Yeah, we didn't have that. Can't afford that kind of stuff. That was way too expensive. Um, We just had one that sat on. A Magnavox. Another TV or another like table. And you just go up there and click dials. My grandma had the one that was in the cabinet, but it had the little rolling doors that, that covered it up. Cover it. Ours didn't have that. It wasn't oh. that fancy, but it was just it was just like in a wooden box, basically. Do you know how recent, like thin these thin TVs really are? Very recent. It's incredible. I mean, when I was recent. in college, so my senior year of college, so I was twenty two years old. Um was the first time I can really remember like commercial flat screen TVs. And my roommate at the time was like hardcore. He's like, I don't even care how much they cost. I'm getting one of these flat TVs. We had a regular tube TV. I'm getting one of these TVs. So I'm like, all right. But it still had a big back. We went to, yeah, it was pretty thick still, but it was, I mean, it was a LCD TV. Okay. Um, Anyway, so we go to Circuit City or somewhere. I think it was Circuit City. And he bought a Polaroid uh, flat screen TV. And it, it was still pretty heavy, still pretty thick. I mean, it was still a whatever. And um, I think he paid $2,500 for it. And it was 30. Oh, my gosh. Maybe 28, 30 inches, 32 inches. It was under 32 inches, somewhere in that range. So he paid like twenty five hundred bucks for like a thirty two inch TV, and I remember saying at the time, "I'm like, don't, don't do this." <laughs> yeah, that seems because we could we had a pretty big the, the tube TV that we were replacing was bigger than the flat screen, but it wasn't widescreen, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, but it really was a bummer because my entire most of my DVD collection up until that point was all I bought specifically bought full screen DVDs. Right to play instead of widescreen square TVs because most people still bought the widescreen, but I hated the tiny little picture. I did too. I never liked a widescreen video or movie. So now all of my DVDs, and that was before you had to buy either or version. You couldn't get a disc that had both. Some of the discs would have two sides, and one side would be full screen, one 
So I would be. So what year would that have been for you? Um, um, it would have been two thousand and six. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. When I came home from my deployment in the in late two thousand seven, was it or eight? Boy, I can't remember now. Eight. It was late two thousand eight. Um. Anyway, I get home. I had I actually had money. I never really had had any money before. Like saved up money. And when I got home, I had bought a truck and boots, some cowboy boots, and a TV. <laughs> and my dad's like, you are the biggest hillbilly I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He's like, you walk in with a new pair of boots carrying a TV that you just hauled out of your new truck. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I did. I bought, they called it a flat screen. Oh, but it was a tube TV. It was with still a, flat a tube screen. TV, but it was a flat screen on the yeah. front. You know what? The big difference there, they had uh, those TVs had 480p, so they had 480 progressive scan TVs. Oh, so it was okay. still standard definition, but it was a better picture because it was progressive scan instead of the normal tube TVs, which were 480i interlaced. Yes. Um, so it was a smoother picture because every row of pixels in order was filling in. Yeah. I loved it. And it, I, it is a better picture. Um, I thought it was a great TV, but I didn't have it for very long, and it was still heavier now. Did it have the speakers on the side? Yep, yeah, on the I side of the it. exact TV you're talking and about. And I, I bought that. I had it at my mom and dad's house for about a, not even a year um, before I had bought my own house and moved it over there. Um, and then it lived there for quite a while. I remember having it in the attic for about five years before we ever tried to do something with it. Nobody wanted it. Because by that point, I, I had already gotten a Vizio, you know, a flat screen Vizio that you could mount on the wall. And it was like, wow, we've really made it. I just got rid of like the first flat screen TV I ever bought, which would have been, I mean, we used his in our senior year. And then after that, we moved in together for several years. So we were using that for a long time after that. Um, so I think like 2011 or 12, I bought my first uh, flat screen Sony 52 inch. We'll be using all of this recording because this stopped. What stopped? The garage band. Why? I don't know. I just looked it up. It had a, a report on there that this quit talking to each other. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have some growing pains. Yeah, it'll happen, but we have all of the recording right here. Yeah. Um, just no editing capability <laughs> correct so don't screw up i mean you have to edit on the fly that's the whole point that's why you get a mixer there's no way you can edit on the fly if somebody like screws something up or you say something and you're like oh we got to take that out there's you a, can't do that there's supposed to be a button that you can assign so it like cuts somebody's mic real quickly oh really yeah well i mean i could cut you like no boop. right obviously like but. doing this boop you know yeah, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> All right, I won't do that. Are you monitoring our levels? Yeah, we're good, man. All right. All that's good. This thing's pretty fancy, but it's going to definitely take a learning curve. It is. Speaking of that, so we're improving the podcast. Uh, we got a new mixer. We got a new iPad. And we have a new idea from my wife. It was? Yes. Oh, I thought it was all coming from you. I thought it was just flowing. Do you know what it is? No, you don't know what it is. Oh, I thought you were talking about the comic book idea. Oh, no. We got that, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, uh, Marley had an idea because she subscribed to a Patreon for 
uh, Crime Junkies podcast that she listens to. Okay. A lot of people are She's on that. She's not a subscriber to our Patreon, but she is a subscriber to Crime Junkies. Makes sense. And so she was just blown away. She's like, I subscribed to their Patreon. I don't know how much she paid per month, but lots, probably a hundred bucks. I think a month. probably five bucks. And she goes, they sent me stickers. And I'm like, yeah, we did that. We send them stickers too. <laughs> yeah, we would do the same thing. She's like, you guys have stickers. I'm like, yeah. Wait, she asked if we had stickers. She has to know we have stickers. I think she meant they're like stuck around all out. over. Yeah, oh. to send out. Anyway, she said, yeah. Well, they sent a bunch of different stickers. For various things and she goes you guys should have a whole line of stickers so like you have a pantheon of stickers you have like a spring stretcher sticker so it'll be like snarf talk spring stretchers with the, its own artwork and That's that is a, a good idea and so we started going like spitballing some ideas and i thought we could do like a snarf recommends sticker because people could stick it places yes we could do a snarf talk road trip sticker Yep. And it could be me and you on Riding a goats. goat. Yeah. One goat. Okay. Of with course. the hobo packs. With yeah. the sticks. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> so if you guys have any other sticker ideas, let us know because I think that would be great. This is such a simple idea that yeah, I, I feel like almost like an idiot that I've never thought of it <laughs> right, before. Exactly. I thought the same thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we should totally do <laughs> yes, that. You're right. I mean, that makes complete sense. A spring stretchers one? Of course we should have that. Yeah. So we got to find our, our buddy, Iman Macias. Yeah, we're going to have to get in. We're going to have to get in touch and we say, need, hey, listen. We need a caricature of us riding goats. Yeah. And a goat stretching a, a goat. spring. Yes. Or being stretched like a spring. I think it's just a, we can just do one that's like a stretched spring. And it just has like our logo on it somehow. Or maybe know. just a really insane raged face on a goat that is pulling a spring. Oh, that's a good it's idea. So pissed off. Because <laughs> like my whole butter rant, you know? Yeah. We could have a butter sticker. So if you guys have got any ideas, if we use your idea. The Giamatti. <laughs> I don't, I'm not getting any of the Yeah, it, Dirk, Dirk said your butter goes here. That's a sticker. I don't know why my Facebook is not working, but so that is um, Nolan did tell us earlier um, when we were talking about lemons, he said lemons are actually man-made a cross between a sour orange and a citron. Most of our food is man-made. Almost, a lot of it is. Yeah. Very little of what we eat has any bearing or resemblance to the original. You should see what corn looked like. It basically looked like grass. It had like a grass type head on it. Like Did it, was it really? Very, very small. Apples were originally more like crab apples. Very small, sour. Well, and all apples are still grafted like apple trees, aren't they? Um, I don't know if they all are, but most apple trees that you, if you go buy an apple tree, yeah, most of them are grafted on different rootstock and have a very, most trees in general are, every tree we plant is grafted onto a different rootstock. Is it really? Mm-hmm. What's the purpose of that? Better, more hardy rootstocks. Oh, you, so you're you like a, giving it an advantage yeah, you're giving to it grow. An advantage, but sure. it could be of the same variety. Could be or not. But I mean, if you're trying to keep a, a line of trees, you know, like you would have to put it with the same type of rootstock, wouldn't you? No, not at all. Why? No, the, the I mean, if the the tree is the top part, I mean, the the rootstock, it, it's the, just only feeding it. Yes. Nutrients. Correct. Okay. 
It doesn't change the makeup of the tree. But typically, yeah, the rootstock would be grafted to of that same species, but maybe a different line or there's like a hardy rootstock for that. Yeah. Honey locust, for example. Hmm. You know. And they can be pretty big, can't they? What? Like the root can be pretty big that you're just like chiseling a little oh, yeah, hole into sure. and sticking a stem into it. Yeah. But anyway, yes, most food, I mean, chickens. Oh, you should see what our chickens used to look like. Chickens nowadays can't even walk because <laughs> of the way they've like modified how they grow. I mean, meat c- cattle. They're, they didn't it's, exist in nature. That's a man-made animal. No, I mean, it was there, wasn't it? No, not the way they are now. I mean, there was bovine animals. Yeah. But they're descended. I mean, dogs. Domesticated Domesticated dogs, dog, yeah. domesticated cattle. Any domesticated animal has been that way in modified, nature. Modified, yeah. I mean, it, it's changed through breeding. All of our foods, they're all changed through breeding. Yeah. Over hundreds of, I mean, 10,000 years of human agriculture. If there's one way I want to change anything, it's through breeding. Yeah. Just better just living saying. through breeding. Yeah. That's what I like. Um, when you wake up at three, there's light in the room. That's why. That's why you keep the TV on. Uh, the Giamatti. Giamatti sticker. I'm in. I think that would be great. A Giamatti goat. I think we should, not the butter sticker. I think we should make a butter dish. Like a legitimate dish? Make a ceramic butter dish <laughs> with a goat <laughs> as the handle. <laughs> Snarf talk on the side. Who, do we have anybody that does clay work? Like any, there's got to be. Um, what are they? What are they called? Uh, custom butter dishes. Custom. Uh, I mean, what I, is what is that called? You where can you, for sure get anything you want printed on a butter. Where you're dish. working clay, you know. A potter. Is it a potter? Yeah. All right. Making pots. You remember the scene in Ghost? Yeah. Making the pots. Man. Oh, my love, my, my darling. darling. And he's got his arms around her. Your touch. Yeah, um, such a great movie. Yeah, I mean, we could probably get somebody at Etsy to make us a custom butter dish. Some potter. There's got to be potters. I'll look him up tomorrow. Um. Anyway, yeah, but you reminded me, too. We did have a comic book idea that sprung. We actually had it several over the last little we bit, did. but we've forgotten a what, bunch of them. Yeah, one or two of them were forgotten. You know, whatever. that That's what happens in the creative process, yeah. okay? Yeah. You think of something. You don't write it, it down. And then you forget. Uh, the whole bicycle thing, I don't know if you guys saw on our social media about Chris teaching me how to read a bike. That read a bike or ride a bike? Ride a bike. Did I say read? Yeah. Oh, ride a bike. Yeah. How you ride bikes. He taught me while we were camping. It was a great father-son moment um, that I'll never forget. That came to me in a dream. Literally woke up from a nap and yelled over to you like, hey, you need to teach me how to ride a bike. <laughs> um, comic book ideas. So we went out to eat the other night, and we're driving through the parking lot of a strip mall. Okay. We go to park, and I see a blood bank. Oh, I've never like seen a blood it. donor bank. I don't know what it was. It was like a blood center, a center for collecting blood. I don't okay. know if it was for donating blood. It's got to be for testing blood or what, or all things blood, all things, blood. all things, blood. get Anything. your blood hair, get your blood hair. <laughs> Anything you can think of of blood. That's where you go for it. Um, we got good blood. We got bad blood. We got sour blood. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that has to be added to it. <laughs> um, so anyway, I texted Jerry because I just had an idea for a comic. It's about a family of vampires that owns a blood bank in a suburban strip mall. Yep. And, I mean, that was the, the short premise. We can we expanded like, on it a little bit. Yeah, you're like, like, it could be a comedy. It could be a... It could be a horror, like horror. Dexter. Yeah. Very similar in vain to Dexter because they're, like, putting up outward appearances of normal people, mm-hmm. but they're collecting this blood to... Or they're uh, getting people to come into the blood center... And at that point, mur- like every so often, they'll just murder one. Could it be? Could it be something like a Breaking Bad style type thing, where Definitely. it's a, like under the counter? There's like a whole there's a whole universe of vampires, and they're like supplying. Yes, they're supplying it. Could be it like but that, it not could- very many people do it because you can't pull it off. Most vampires can't pull off looking like normal humans, right? Or or unless acting. they're drinking adequate blood. Yes. And these guys got the blood. Get your blood bags here. <laughs> or it can be a comedy, like a workplace comedy. Yeah. Right. Where like they're, the office. They're not, yeah, like the <laughs> office. But they're not like evil. They are starting a blood bank because they don't want to kill people. So they have a constant supply of blood. And they're perfect people to be in the blood business because they're vampires. Yeah. And I think we both said that we like the comedy aspect. I do like that. Um, but we could do, I mean, we, we'd have to flesh the story out a little bit more but mm-hmm. copyright snarf we own it if this gets made for real this time oh yeah this I'm, is our idea this is our idea we just came this, up with it this is an official copyright ago. too yep. all yep. we got to do is put it out there yes and you will owe us money if anybody in hollywood makes this idea sorry because it's ours now it's ours we own it and nobody else has ever thought of that Blood bags, get your blood bags here. A, A positive, B, O. Everybody likes the O. The universal donor. <laughs> universal donor. Buy here. one, get two free. <laughs> of the A, B positive. Nobody wants that. Who wants the A, B positive? Oh, that could be part of it. Like they, they're like really picky on the people that come in. They get like all excited and they're like, oh, A, B. <laughs> oh. oh, that doesn't taste as good. Your special is A B negative. Like, seriously. <laughs> I love it. I think that's a great idea. It is definitely new. Like, that's a new thing. I don't feel like that's been done anywhere. No, I don't think so. Hmm. We did have a comic book that was based around a bagel shop. We did? Or, that might have been my own idea. No, I, I have I, you wrote it, something uh, like a summary, but yeah, I don't remember what it was. And they were using the bagel shop as a front. No, I don't. Yeah, they were. For what? I don't remember. I got to look it up. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It was the it was the Earth 2 thing. Yes. Where his wife went on on the ship and he was going to stay back with the bagel shop. Something I think like they that, ended man. up going both going. I don't know. I got it written. It's in my files. I'll have to look it up. We'll, we'll do a Patreon uh, of of that. Like we'll work it out. We'll have we'll, we'll play the parts and everything. That's we have a good to idea. Do a Patreon. That's a good idea. We're way behind on Patreon. I feel bad for our poor patrons. I know our poor patrons. Our boxes so. haven't gone out. Do we have? Oh yeah, we do have boxes to give out. Yeah. Gosh, I forget all about this. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're just bad people. Yeah. You know. But we have no problem spending the money on a Roadcaster Pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good point. And an iPad. Yes. So thank you for that. Moving on, I've got some other news. Um, this isn't entertainment news. This is Japanese news. 
That would have been something we could have put um, on there. <laughs> no, give us some sound. There's some sound on that. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 <laughs> that That's a good one. <laughs> or... Clever girl. Clever girl. I like that one. Um, Clever Japanese. So That's racist. Why? They're clever. You can't say positive or negative things about any race. You can't? Okay, well, oh, they man. did... My, I'm sorry, guys. My comments are not working for me. Are they working for you? Yeah, they've been working for me. Um, Swayze, wait, Swayze no longer pots. He doesn't pot. I love Patrick Swayze, too. New shirt, Jerry. No, that's an old one. Oh, yeah, that's a much, much That's very like old. your first shirt. Your voices are low-sounding. Um, turn up the volume? Yeah, I don't know what we can do. for. I mean, I do know what we could do for that. I just don't feel you like You can turn up that master. Are you sure? Yep. Turn it up. I think this is this See if is that's better. It could be better. Yeah, we'll find not, out. We're not clipping, so we're good. Uh, you tell us if it's better as I talk about this news story. Japanese scientists have created an MRI that can record your dreams and reconstruct them for you to watch while you're awake. What is that real? Yes, this is real. This was a real news thing. It is happening. Oh, deep sounding, he's saying. Our voices are deep sounding. That's oh, called the big bottom. That's the big bottom. We could take that big bottom off. Big bottom girls. Make the rock and roll go around. Yeah, I don't know. Turn that volume back then if it's not a volume issue. I could turn the gain down a little bit. Yeah. But is it really that bad? Because I don't, I don't, I don't want to mess with it. Anyway, let's talk about the news article. <clears throat> so... This is something, um, <laughs> okay, well, Dirk said, y'all hit a midlife puberty. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, finally, it's taken me a long time, Dirk. It's taken me a real long they time. They sound deeper like it's problematic, or they sound deeper because our we have better equipment? Yeah. That's, that's uh, my question. I guess that could be it. I don't know. Like, are you really, now maybe you're getting the true representation of the depth and breadth Dirk's, of our voices. Dirk says, no, it's fine. Okay. Fine. All right. That's what we're going to go off of. Anyway, what I think is awesome about this, that they can record your dreams. I never remember any of my dreams. I don't, very, very rarely do I remember having a dream or being able to tell you about that dream. I remember them like for maybe 30 seconds after i wake up yes a very short amount of time very right? short yeah and it, and it's only a small snippet of what the dream is like i've only remembered i know i've been having some sort of labor intensive dream that has caused me something to happen like i'll feel a certain way after certain dreams but i'll only remember the small portion of it at the end right before i wake up if they can recreate these things and show them to you I think that's going to affect people negatively. Why? Why is that negative? I think it will because there's some really crazy things that people dream about. Yeah, so that you would have never known of before. And then and then being shown it to you while you're awake, I think that could affect people like, "What?" Cuz it's all your subconscious, right? Like it's your subconscious coming forward. Is it it's not okay. <laughs> I just I can't ignore Ian's comment. 
It was at John Goodman's selling quarter pounders deep. <laughs> Number one now. That's a good one. That is um, good. No, okay. So I don't know. I, I I don't think that your dreams, I don't believe personally. What are they? Are your subconscious thoughts being manifested projected. Yeah. and projected? Like people, there are certain schools of thought of people that think that you your dreams have a certain amount of meaning and you should try and interpret them. I don't necessarily think they have meaning. I just think like maybe there are things you have thought of before all blended together. I think it's just a jumble. It's a jumble of different things you experience throughout the day, throughout the week, whatever. And it's just like a rapid firing of neurons, neurons yeah. in your brain that you have no control. But there over. are, there's a lot of people. I mean, there's people that believe in all kinds of bullshit, is, but there's people that believe that your dreams mean something and that you should interpret them and keep a dream journal and stuff. I know you, people like that. But. Do you think it's like a release? Like, you know, your brain, like you have to sleep. You have to get rid of tension. You have to get rid of whatever. Like you have to have a downtime for your brain. Is this your brain releasing the things that you just really do not need to store? No, I don't think that at all. You don't? Nope. I don't believe that. I don't believe that you should try to assign meaning to it. Even, well, I'm, even not, I'm not assigning meaning to but like. That's assigning meaning. That's like saying. It's that, assigning meaning to what your body is doing, not necessarily what the dream meant. Okay, what are dreams? Um, basically, dreams are stories and images that our minds create while we sleep. They can be vivid, they can make you feel happy, sad, or scared. Yeah, obviously, we all know that. Um, dreams can happen at any time during sleep, but obviously, you have the most during REM sleep. Um, some experts say we dream at least four to six times a night. And then uh, we all know this stuff. Let me let me get a little further down because we got... Um, but what is the actual cause of this? Well, nightmares can happen because of stress, trauma, medication or drug use, illness... There are many theories about why we dream, but no one knows for sure. That's the important takeaway here. No one knows for sure. The rest of Nobody knows for Some sure. researchers say dreams have no purpose or meaning. That is how I believe it. I did, and I hate, like, I did uh, take a lot of classes in college, in psychology, and that was my t- takeaway from most of that, was that like they don't really think there's any purpose or meaning to them. But others say we need dreams for mental, emotional, and physical health. I believe that's getting into like the frou-frou, like, you know, almost like horoscopes, you know, astrology, you know, kind of. Uh, if you, yeah, if you think that the actual dream is predicting or or projecting on your daily life or predicting what you're going to do in the future or having any effect on your daily life from your dream, I can see that. What I was thinking is like, it was a way for your brain, since it does need rest, to to get rid of those, uh, like whatever connections it's made well, that this- are unnecessary. And it's like it's like throwing out garbage it doesn't need, so that it can process better the next day. Well, this uh, says studies have looked into the importance of dreams to our health and well being. In one study, researchers woke people just as they're about to go into REM sleep. They found those who weren't allowed to dream had more tension anxiety depression a hard time concentrating lack of coordination weight gain and a tendency to hallucinate more often 
Wow. Many experts say dreams exist to help solve problems in our lives, incorporate memories, process emotions. If you go to bed with a troubling thought, you may wake up with a solution or at least feel better about the situation. I don't think that's because of dreams. I think that's because... It's the process that your brain's taking. You're releasing like stress. Itself. Yes. Yeah. Through the night. And that's you're waking what I mean. up with a different yeah. perspective. And that's what I mean. It's like the brain is doing something to either heal itself or rest itself in a manner that will get you better the next day. So that was... The whole Which thing. is wild to me because I feel like you... You... I... Had always had until you read it tonight. Like I always thought, dreams happened outside of REM sleep. And when you slept, it, like when you were in REM sleep, sleeping harder, like actually getting the rest, your body didn't do any of that. No, stuff. the REM sleep's when it happens. That's your rapid eye movement. Yeah, that's when your brain's the most active. That's because you're doing, you're dreaming. That's crazy. So maybe I don't go into that very often. Um, maybe I don't sleep well, and I just don't know that. Yeah, I mean. I wouldn't take too much, too much uh, credit in in uh, what your dreams are. I wouldn't stake any of your. But think about if you could see it in front of you as like a movie or a TV show. I mean, it would be interesting, but I don't think it would be. I don't think that's a. I mean, reason to do that. Spend energy or time figuring that. I mean, out. I don't think a lot of things aren't a re <laughs> a reason to do a lot of stuff. Like I don't agree with a lot of things. I'm just saying people are going to invest in this or people are going to get involved with it. And it, I feel like has the potential to ruin like people's mental health by seeing their dreams. Cause they are going to take them as like, Oh my gosh, I, I, I really believe this. I be- this is what my brain believes. Cause it happened when I was asleep yeah. and now I have to divorce my wife or like, like something crazy like that or like uh i murdered this person in my dream i must hate that person yeah in today's day and age you cannot rule that out like for no. the way people think no. about certain stuff and i think it's wild so japan don't let that stop don't, that japan get out of there the no button is what you need right now that, no god no god please stop, no japan. no no knock it off uh, we need money. So maybe you should keep doing that so that we could invest. Um, if Van Halen sang about it, it's important. <laughs> what did they sing about? Dreams? I don't know. Um, the police did the dream police. No, it wasn't. No. That was um, who did dream police? Dream police, they live inside of my head. I mean, there's a song, Dream Van Halen's song called Dreams. That's right. What they're talking about. I'm saying. talking about the Dream Police, though. <sighs> Dream Police. I'll look it up. Dream Police. Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick. I I've seen that. them in concert, and I didn't even get it. I, I got a Cheap that. Trick bandana. I love that song. It's a great song. Ian, the deepness of our voices is coming from our voices. We just have a better setup now, and it's conveying that rich mm-hmm. bass. Plus, we do have a processor effect called Big Bottom. Right. And my microphone has variable D technology where it doesn't allow my voice to get deeper the closer I get to it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You want it's the way, It's way better than yours. Variable D. That's what I want. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that's all I, got, that's all I have. I got one, one bit of news. Yeah. that's um, Spider-Woman has been cast. What? In, Why did I not hear about this? In uh, the where have I been? Into the Spider Verse sequel. 
Okay. There will officially be a Spider Woman. Yep. So that's exciting. I oh, it didn't tell you who was cast. Oh yeah, it? it's uh, Issa Ray. I don't know who that is. Mm. Um, she's an actor, writer, producer, and director, and now Spider Woman, star of Insecure. I don't know that. I don't know either. Um, but she will be Jessica Drew, Spider Woman. I always thought that was a great character. It was, but this is into the Spider Verse. So I, I don't know that much about. Out, I mean, there there's been a couple. She might have showed up in a, a couple cartoons here and there, but but like you said, this is into the Spider Verse. So it's a voice correct. acting. Thing. It's a voice acting. Yes. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm in the bag for that sequel whenever that comes out. Absolutely. So. There's no release date or anything on that, is there? Um, as far as shoot, I just closed it. Um. There probably is, but it's years away. I'm sure. I'm sure it's next year. 2022? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, She's currently in production of the fifth and final season of Insecure, and she also executive produces a show called A Black Lady Sketch Show. I'm all about Spider-Gwen, and I think Spider-Gwen should have her own show or movie or something. I I mean, I've always loved that character. Yeah. I've collected some of those, those comics since they came out. Uh, but this is not Spider Gwen. No, I know Spider Woman. I understand. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Yeah, I think there should be something for Spider Gwen because I liked that their character a lot. There should. I agree. Hmm. What else you got? Um, that's all I got. I don't got anything else. Okay, nothing else except what we're watching, and there's a lot to talk about there. The, yeah, I've got a bunch to talk about, and we also have. Um, oh, were you going to wrap our other segment into the what we're watching? Yes, it have. It would have to be, I guess, right? We'll do it first. Um, so I love the show. Or I, I just watched. It just came out on Netflix, uh, season seven of Alone. I've seen the first four episodes. Um, and I'm a huge fan of the show. I really have only seen season six, I think, was the first season I ever saw. I don't think I've seen any of the first five seasons. I know I watched the first season of it, and that was when I still had History Channel like on satellite, and I was really into it. And I was like, wow, this is a show that could be really cool. And then I didn't see the next like three. I'm pretty sure I saw five, but then six I started watching because of Joe Rogan. Yes, that's why I watched it too, because yeah. the guy who won it was on Joe Rogan. Right. That's how I got into the show and like really liked it a lot, um, liked the guy who won it. So I was super excited because I completely forgot about it, really. And then it popped up season seven's on Netflix. I didn't even know that they were still doing it. I, I didn't either. To be honest. And I'm like, great, man. And I love all things that have to do with survival, like people yeah. surviving. Yep. Like I like Bear Grylls. I like Survivor Man, Les mm-hmm. Shroud, like all those people. Les, Les Shroud. Shroud is where he's where. Stroud. Stroud, yeah. That's where it's at. Everybody, I used to always talk about Survivor Man. I tell everybody about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Bear Grylls does the same thing. No, they got cameras with them." And Bear Grylls is basically like giving survival tips. Les Stroud is actually going out there and surviving and taking his own camera equipment and having to deal with all of that the entire time. And he, there was like behind the scenes stuff where it would show him setting up a camera, him walking up this giant hillside or up a mountain or whatever. And then he'd have to come back and get his camera again and do it all over. Yeah. So while he was actually surviving in the wilderness, he had to actually produce the show as well. And that's what I thought was amazing. Um, so, yes, I love it. But I always feel like 
I'm always just like a little bit let down by any surviving type show I see because there's always like some aspect of it that's annoying. But yes. Alone was the first one I watched that I'm like, oh my God, I really like this. It's legit. Mm-hmm. They're like, can take certain things, but can't take everything. Um, it's a bunch of people. You get to jump around. So I really liked it. And obviously some of the people are annoying. Of course. Some and of that's... them just are laying there starving. And some people <laughs> right. are. And, and there's a lot of luck involved. And they'll tell you that too. You know, the last season, mm-hmm. the guy shot a moose. But, you know, whatever. We'll get to that. But season seven came out. I was super excited. Watched it like immediately all the way through mm-hmm. over the course of the week, of course. And um, I liked the season a lot. I thought it was... I thought it was the best. I mean, of the two, it was the better one. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. How many episodes are there? Eight? Ten? Or ten. I think ten. But the last one's two hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've only made it through four, and I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it, for sure. And so, anyway, I watched that through all the way, and then I'm like, man, I just cannot wait for like the next season of this show to come out. And lo and behold, the next season of this show is already out. That's why they dropped season seven on Netflix, because season eight is already airing right now on History Channel. They've had one episode out. Really? Yeah. Like, they I did not know that. the same time, like season eight came out. So I still have the History Channel app. I have the app. So seven is from 2020? Yeah, seven's from last year. So oh. maybe some of you guys have already seen it. But um, And seven, or eight, the new one, I've watched the first episode of and it looks like it's going to be pretty good. It's completely different. Season seven is in the like Antar- hardcore Arctic. Yeah, it's like north, north, north in Canada, like way up, way up there. Um, and it is brutal. That I don't know. I don't know if I could deal with that cold. I think I can. Like the first know. eight episodes are like through. Well, first of all, it's the first time they've done, they're doing the 100-day challenge. So It is 100 days. You have to make it to 100 day, and you win a million dollars. I think anybody who makes it to 100 days wins a million dollars, basically. Oh. All, all, the, all, all the other seasons have... Um, what? I left, I left the fridge door just wide open. Oh. This is something I would scream at my children about, because that's ridiculous. Sorry. <laughs> all the other seasons are, it's just whoever the last person standing is wins, and as soon as... The second to last person drops out, they fly in the next day with a helicopter. So you don't know, really know when it's going to end. Uh, but this one is they have like a date in mind and 100 days. And that's way longer than anybody's ever done it. Yeah. I don't remember what, what is last the season longest? was, but it's, it was quite a bit longer. And the thing is, it's through September, October, November, December in the Arctic. Oh it ends on Christmas Day. So for like the last month, it's like negative 60 that's unbelievable. It's like negative 30 in the day and like negative 60 at night. You'll get to it at one point where like the inside of their fireplaces are icing over when there's a fire going. It, that's unbelievable to me. Yeah, it is unbelievable. Anyway, I love the season. But it's got me thinking a little bit. Um, okay. Like how long do you think that you could last if you got picked to be on a loan, not, and I'll say, I'll give you how, how long do you think they have to prepare? Probably a year, right? Or six I'm sure. Months. Yeah. Say you had six months to prepare. But, but then again, a lot of these people are doing this kind of stuff as they're almost their everybody lifestyles. that goes on this show is some form of survivalist. As far as they teach classes, although as you've seen in the show in the past, 
some people teach classes, but they don't last very long when they get out there. No. And then there's other people that go and live this way for portions of the year. Yeah. And they, and they do do it on purpose. And in the case of like off the season grid. seven, I mean, there's at least one guy in there that lives like this all year long. That's yeah. just the way he lives. Um, so, but anyway, let's say they come in and they're like, Jerry, you got, you're picked. Okay. You're going to be on alone season nine. And they're not all up in the Arctic. Some of them aren't. One of one season was in Patagonia. Yeah. One season, the the one the new season is in British Columbia, so it's like in Canada still. Like yep. it gets cold, but it's not as crazy. So say like they're going to be like, okay, it's in Alaska. Okay, but that's, like that's up there, like like lower Alaska. All right. So like hatchet, like the hatchet. I love that. Yes. I love the hatchet. I do too. So. Um, how long do you think you're lasting? All right. So it depends. So we get to choose what we take with us, right? And it's a certain amount of You get stuff. 10 items. 10 items. So so I wanted to have a conversation of what items you think you'd pick. And I'll, I'll list them right now. Okay. Um, first of all, you get to bring like as many, basically, like they have a lot of clothes. They bring significant amounts of clothes. Yeah. Clothing is whatever. Yeah. We would bring a lot of that. So participants are allowed... Okay, clothing, apparel, and personal effects do not count towards their 10 items. Um, Participants are allowed to bring two hats, one pair pair of high-leg hunting boots, one pair of waterproof Arctic winter boots, one one T-shirt, one fleece or wool shirt, two wool or fleece cotton sweaters, six pairs of wool socks, two hats, brimmed wool for Arctic or baseball, Two buffs or neck gaiters, no sure. balaclavas. Oh man, that sucks. One, sh- I have a balaclava. I mean, a neck gaiter is kind of the same thing. It's different though when you have that separation when it comes to cold. Yeah. Um, one shimang or scarf, four pairs of gloves, two pairs of underwear, one insulated parka style jacket, two pairs of outdoor pants or bibs. Um, that are allowed to unzip to shorts, one pair of fully insulated waterproof winter pants or bibs, one pair of uninsulated shell jacket, two pairs of thermal underwear, one pair of gaiters, one leather belt, one toothbrush, one pair of eyeglasses, one personal f- photograph. So, I mean, you're covered, kind of pretty covered on the yeah, you are. clothing side. All right, then you get to pick 10 items out of this list. And this is the list for season eight, but they're, and they're not all the same, but they're pretty similar. Close. Um, Oh, participants are responsible for sourcing and purchasing their own items. Wow. Way to be cheap, History Channel. Um, okay. In the shelter category, you can pick, you can, um, the options are 12 by 12 ground cloth or tarp. Okay. A 8 millimeter climbing rope, 10 meters. Uh, 550 paracord, 80 meters. Three millimeter cotton cord, forty meters of non waxed cord. Um, in the bedding category, one multi season sleeping bag, one bivy bag, one sleeping bag, one hammock. Cooking, you can bring a large pot, steel frying pan, flint or ferro rod, enamel bowl for eating, one spoon or canteen slash water bottle. Let's just work through the categories because you but, can take one. You you can't you can have as many you can pick all of them from one category. You can have ten no, total. Nobody would do that though. Nobody would pick 
Nobody would pick all from one category. I doubt it. There's like a lot of options, I'm sure. There's a lot of options. Right. So we're going to have to try to pick out of them because for sure you're going to have to bring a tent or not a tent, but like a tarp. So you get a tarp, I believe, but that's different from the 12 by 12 ground cloth slash tarp. Oh, okay. No, it must not be. You have to have a tarp. Why do you have to have one? People are building their whole. I know that's what I'm saying. Of, one of your items has to be a tarp. You're crazy if you don't bring a tarp. That's what I think. You need a tarp. You absolutely need to bring a tarp. That's got to be one of your items. Now, li- listen. I'm going to tell you a few of them right off the bat. You have to have a tarp. I agree. You have to have some sort of sleeping apparatus. I would say, uh, I guess, a sleeping bag. But a bivy bag is like um, can turn into a tent. Okay, so you're bringing a tarp. I'm going to bring a tarp, yeah. I'm bringing a tarp. Um, yeah, you have to, I'm, in my opinion, you have to have a sleeping bag. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. I would bring the multi-season sleeping bag. Yes. Me. So would I. Okay, I'm going to write, I'm going to write these down. Sleeping bag. Um, I think you have to have e- either a pot or a frying pan. I would probably bring a pot. I would bring a pot because you can fry in a pot just like you can a frying and pan. And you can At the, fry I mean, in the lid. Yeah, you could you could do a lot more with the pot than you can just the frying pan because you're going to make soups and stews and stuff. You you're going to basically make everything into a soup. Yes, so a pot is the way to go. It, it's bigger. It takes up more space. Now, the winner of season seven brought a frying pan. That's crazy to me. And he had a reason for it, and I can't remember what it was. Hitting animals. Head bashing. He did shoot a moose. So, oh, um, in my opinion, you have to bring a ferro rod. Yes, some sort of fire starter like that. Yeah. Now, there's a guy in the new season who did not bring one. That's silly. He is an expert at the I don't bow care. method. I don't care. I've seen on that show experts in the bow method never make a fire. I, if I, it rains every day where exactly. you're at, you're screwed. I don't care how good you are at making fire with natural things. It doesn't matter. A, a feral rod or a, a flint of some sort that you can make sparks from is the only way to go. That's the only way that you can Otherwise not even a hundred percent, like half your time, 60% your fire, 60% of the time you could say, I'm going to make a fire every time at all. It does depend on humidity and wetness of things, but you really only need to do it one time. If you tend the fire correctly every day. Right. I, I mean, there are no, but you don't have to tend your fire. You can let it go out because you can make an unlimited amount of fires. If you have a bow method, but you shouldn't, you should not let the fire go out. You can't let it go out if you use the bow method. No, you can't. You have to spend all of your time making sure that your fire doesn't go out. You can let it go out with a ferro rod. They do all the time on the show. I wouldn't necessarily be in the boat of being okay with the fire to going out i mean a a physical fire yes but i mean you gotta have a hot set of coals ready to go i'm not bringing um well let's just yeah go through some more all right hygiene bar of soap i'm not bringing that toothpaste i'm not bringing that Mm. face flannel i don't even know what that is dental floss uh shower soap shaving razor towel comb i guarantee nobody's ever picked any of those things I see a, a towel could have multiple purposes, but a it towel? seems unnecessary. You have clothing. Yeah, it seems unnecessary. To I wouldn't waste an item on that. Okay, hunting. A 300-yard roll of single filament fishing line. Oh, wait. 
I missed one. Five fifty cord. I would take. I would bring that. I I would probably too, but I didn't want to jump on it because I want to see what the other items are. Okay, but you need some cord, some type of rope, and to get eighty meters. Yeah, a five fifty cord. You get eighty meters. Yeah, that's pretty good. Re- re- versus eight millimeter climbing rope, which is much bigger and stronger, but you're only getting ten meters. And you can't use it to the same thing. Like you, you need could, to use paracord to like weave things and, and lashing, and lashing. And, yeah. Yes, all kinds of things. And that seems to me better than three millimeter cotton cord. I don't know why you would want that. So I'm probably bringing paracord. I'm going to write it down. I know I am. Okay, para. I have it at home. I have a lot of it at home. It's very helpful. Okay. Uh, hunting. A 300-yard roll of single filament fishing line, 20-pound test weight, uh, 35 assorted barbless hooks, no bigger than size seven O. no lures. So that's one thing. Uh, okay. A primitive recurve bow or long bow plus nine arrows. That's one thing. A small gauge gill net. A slingshot catapult plus 30 steel ball bearings. One replacement band. A net foraging bag. Two pounds of 20 or 21 gauge trapping snare wire. Three pounds of... Of one solid block of salt. Huh. So. That's difficult. I am bringing a gill net. Probably for sure. Because if you watch the show. Oh, yeah. A lot of people have caught a lot of fish. They produce while you're doing the thing, especially early on. Yeah, like passive income. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's like passive hunting. So I would agree with the gill net. But some I people honestly, bring them and they never catch anything with them. I would honestly also bring the the fishing line with the hooks. A lot of people do. I I probably would as well. You can make although a, you you're can not going to catch a lot with. A, I mean, you can make a lure. You can make a snare too out of fishing line. Yeah, it's not as so strong. It's what, not as likely, but you could do it. I'm definitely bringing the bow. I don't know. I guess should, but. That's three items right there that I don't know if... The only people that win in this game are the people that shoot big games. shot something, yeah. And I don't... I mean, if I got a year to prepare... Like, if I'm going tomorrow, and they're like, here's your bow, it's useless to me. Right. I'm not good enough at it when you only have nine arrows. Yeah. But for a year to train, I can be enough, you know. That makes sense. Yeah, I'd have to bring the bow then, too. So, So how many items we got? What are you bringing? The bow and the fishing line and the gill net? I think so. Bow, gill, line. So you're at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. Okay. And I'm at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and I might bring the line, fishing line. I'm not sure. All right. Food items. You can bring two pounds of beef jerky, two pounds of dried legumes, two pounds of bit long. Biltong. Biltong. Two pounds of hardtack military biscuits. Two pounds of chocolate. Two pounds of pemmican. Uh, that's a traditional trail food made from fat and proteins. Two pounds of raisins, chocolate, and peanuts, like clusters. Mm-hmm. Um, two pounds of flour or two-thirds pound bag of rice, two-third pounds bag of sugar, two-third pounds bag of salt. All separated. So... I'm thinking, is this is this the last category or not? No, dude. 
Oh my gosh. No, dude. So I think we should move on. I, I'm of the opinion that you should probably bring some food because that way you can spend the first week like getting ahead. Yeah. Getting a shelter built because that's really important. But we'll move on. Uh, tools. One pocket knife, one hunting knife, uh, one leatherman, one sharpening stone, one roll of duct tape or, or one roll of electrical tape, one small shovel. One small sewing kit, one carabiner, one LED flashlight, one pair of ice spikes, one scotch-eyed auger, one adze, one hand-drawn knife, one hatchet, one saw, one axe. Oh, no. So I'm definitely bringing an axe. This is hard. And I think you got to pick either or a knife or a leatherman. It's got to be one or the other. I think for me, I'd probably pick the knife. I think I would also pick a knife. And a hatchet, but that puts me at 10 items right there. You're not taking an axe? Didn't I say Didn't I say axe or did I say hatchet? You said hatchet. Is that an item? Yeah, either or. Or you can get a hatch, hatchet, a saw, or an axe. A lot of people bring saws. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Let's keep let me, let me think, yeah. And then... Um, I'm definitely bringing a knife. Oh, that's it. That's all of them. And then the rest of them are just uh, items that are forbidden. Okay. Oh, all right. Um, So I'm bringing a knife and an axe, and that puts me at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So for me, I got to choose between a saw, food, or fishing line. And I think I'd have to go with the fishing line. I think you got to have the fishing line. So I've got the fishing line on mine, but now I'm starting to think that I need to bring some sort of food. If you got a fishing line, a bow, and a gill net. Which I have all three at this point. Yeah, I mean. Um, no, you didn't bring gill net. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. I did all three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got two more items, but you bring in an axe or a hatchet, right? I'm definitely bringing a knife. Okay, a knife. Some people don't. Some people bring Leatherman because they have multiple tools, including a knife. But that's not the same as a 10-inch hunting knife. No, I know. I, I want that. <laughs> yeah. Because so. you can use that to split. You could split wood with that. Right. Like you use it, a, you hammer down with. I think I would honestly go hatchet rather than axe. I'd go hatchet. I mean, six and one half dozen the other kind of. It is. I mean, yes, an axe, you're going to be able to cut down a bigger tree. But a hatchet, you can still cut down smaller trees. And you use them as hammers. All right, that's your 10, then. If that's where you're sticking, a uh, tarp, sleeping bag, a pot, a ferro rod, paracord, a bow, gill net, fishing line, knife, and a hatchet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm good there. And I'm bringing a tarp, a sleeping bag, a pot, ferro rod, paracord, gill net, bow, axe, knife, and fishing line. So very similar. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Uh, but then again, so now... now I don't know comes, if people bring food. I don't know. Now it comes to the question of um, how long we think we can survive. Nolan says bring the salt. There there have been people in the past that have been salt deficient. So if you watch the show, the biggest thing with the show is fat. Yeah. Nobody can get enough fat. Wild animals don't have a lot of fat. No, there is not a lot of so fat. So the the best and most complete source of food is fish, mm-hmm. by far. 
because they're complete. You can live off fish alone. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, foraging too, you need a certain amount of plants and berries. That's fine, but you can live off Ruffage. fish alone. You cannot. I mean, it depends. If you're doing it for a hundred days uh, versus the normal way, where it's just last man standing, you can't. It's really hard to live. I mean, it's very very difficult to live on small game. They're too lean. It's very lean, and that's what I found out. I, I guess I never really had understood that before, that the amount of fat intake from small game would not sustain you. I mean, rabbits, if you find a fatty rabbit, that would be great. They have a called that's, rabbit starvation. Yeah. Um, and now, same with moose. In the last season. Yeah, it's very dip, I mean, they they play it up. Yeah. I think you can live off a of moose. It's a lot of stuff. You know, especially like if you're eating the organs, there's fat in the head, there's fat in the kidneys and stuff like that. If you're doing it the right way. But, you know, listen, I'm not an expert hunter. The guys that are going out and shooting, if I get a year, I can figure a lot of stuff out. But a lot of these people are real serious. Like they know how to process an animal and they know how to use every bit of it. You know, and I could probably get a certain amount of that in a year of prep. Yeah, but like these guys are eating stomach contents, you know. Do they let you bring a book with you? No. Oh, so I've got this awesome survival guide that the army gave me. Yeah, it's huge. It's like literally, you know, four inches thick, and it's anything you can imagine is in there. I've got it in my basement. You know what? Neither of us brought. I need to study it. Which more. most people bring snares. I, but I didn't bring the snare because I felt like you could make the fishing oh, line God, into a snare. Not as efficiently. Not as efficiently, but you can if you catch something by the neck, it's going to cut into them so bad. I feel like you're not going to have a lot of success with rabbits break. without snare wire. It's probably a good one to bring. But I don't know what I'd give up. A lot of guys, a lot of people don't bring paracord. Hmm. That's weird. Everybody, I mean, I, most of them make their own cord. Like a lot of them make their own cordage out of uh, different things, like different uh, stalks or uh, grasses and stuff that they weave together. Um, let's see. Let's see what um, the people brought. The winner of season seven. First of all, um, shoot! I was I just looked this up the other day, and now I need to find it again. Hmm. Alone, season seven, winter gear. So so at the end of the day, what do you think you could live for? Okay. Well, I'm 100% sure I can make it at least a week because I, I mean, I think I can deal with the starvation that long for sure. Yeah. Like I think, I, I mean, I've gone a couple days without eating and yeah. it's, it's after a little bit, you stop even really thinking about it. You do. So I, I know I could go a week for sure. I'm sure within that week I can catch some fish. You can hope. I can hope. I mean, you never really know. you got to be set up good. I don't think reality is that I'm going to have a lot of success hunting with a bow. Right. I don't, I don't think so for me either. I mean, I've shot a compound bow a lot. A compound bow is completely different than a regular recurve, which I have no experience with. Right. So that's... But you got a year to prepare. Yeah, I would have to prepare for that. So, but I mean, fishing would have to be my kind of majority strategy for the most part. 
I'm I don't know anything about snaring animals. I'm sure I could learn a lot in a year. Yeah, I'm not a big snare. I'm always either. surprised whenever anybody is catching things in snares. I look at them setting up. I'm like, how is that going to catch an animal? And they do. It, well, you got to be on their runs. You have to Which know. Which is easier in the snow. You have to know where they're traveling. Because that's when they catch snare the most animals is when there's snow on the ground. Because you can see where they're moving. Right. And then you put the snare up and they run right into it. Honestly, this was a big thing with the mink problem that I had. Every person, because I was looking into trying to catch a mink so much, and they're like, they're, everything's incredibly hard to trap. Your best bet is setting up a snare on a run that you know that they're in. It's like, I don't, that that is hard to do. That is a very hard thing to do Yeah, to figure out where they're running, and that's what you have to do to survive. So anyway, I know I can make it a week. I think in that week I can manage to catch, get some kind of food. The problem is, the amount of calories it takes to burn to cut wood and make a shelter. Yeah. I know I can sufficiently build, I'm sure I can sufficiently build a shelter. I think one thing that I have going for me is I have like a very much, like I don't, I'm not easily discomforted. Like okay. I can work really hard for long periods of time and not like wimp out. Yeah. So I think that's a, good attribute to have for that show because there's a lot of people that oh yeah absolutely that don't do that um so i'm able to like just not like focus on i would say i'd have a solid 10 to 15 days if i could get food yeah i think easy i think if i can't get food living in the conditions doesn't bother me in the slightest i don't think unless it's really buggy i think oh buggy would be a problem i think if i can't get food you know at seven to ten days if i'm not getting food I'm like, I ain't going to win this thing, so yeah. let's go home. Let's go. Pack but if up. I'm getting food, if I'm getting at least a moderate amount of food, can build a nice shelter, I think I could go a month. I I know I could live that. If I could tell you, yes, I'm going to get food adequately enough to just keep me like at the limit of not starving. Um, no, you're always starving. Everybody's always starving. There's nobody on the show that's never not in some state of starvation. A state of starvation and and actually like starving, not getting food. I mean, right, right, like not, not actually getting anything. Any yes, right. not consuming anything. If I can keep above that level, just a, a hair, and have a good shelter, a really good shelter set up with a fire, I th- I know I could go that long too by living in that way. It's just, do I have the ability to make that happen? I don't know. Well, obviously, you don't know. But and that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. I think I do. Um, but man, when you are thrown in that situation and you have nothing to to lean back on or nothing else to do, and having no food that you brought, that's what makes me think. Like just the rice, just bringing the rice along could get you an extra two to three days at, at a minimum. That, at a minimum, I'm saying. Because, I mean, because I would you probably have that bring to lean on. the two pounds of uh, biltong or, well, I don't know, because protein is not hard to, is necessarily, I guess I shouldn't say it's not. I mean, um, carbs are probably what you would want the most. That's why I'm thinking rice. Yeah. I'm thinking if you got two pounds I, of flour, two but pounds it's only of, two thirds pounds of rice, but. I mean, one cup of rice is a lot. Rice, sugar, and salt. Two-thirds pound of each. 
But you only get to pick one. That is not enough to make it worthwhile. I would say you'd bring two pounds of dried lentils over that. Oh, yeah. I would agree. Or two pounds of hardtack military biscuits. Two pounds is not that much, though. But two pounds is a lot more than two thirds. It is not worth wasting an item on when you could get a fishing line. You could, but, but I know, you could catch, these guys are catching lake trout that are 20 pounds. Yeah, no, you're right. You know what I mean? But you still have the gill net and. You do. Yeah. You bow. can also make a gill net out of fishing line. Yes, there is a potential there. You only a have 30 yards, do. though. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I think even if I'm catching a significant amount of food and I've got a nice shelter, I, I don't know that. I'm going to be able to get past 30 days just because the sheer fact of like at some point, like it's whatever it is, it's a lot of work. So it's like all day. Uh, and remember, you can't work too hard. Right. Because you can't burn the calories, but you always have to yeah, be you chopping to, trees. You always have to be doing this and that and the other. It's a ton to do. And that's what I think people underestimate. Like just getting water and boiling it. Like to drink water, you have to go get it. You have to boil it and then cool it down. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't risk drinking. No, I know. And you don't have the option of bringing one of them straws. Although, you know, when we were in Canada, we just drank out of the lake. It's still an unsafe practice that but you wouldn't want to do. Well, I understand. A lot of people can do it in a lot of different scenarios. But in this scenario. Just canoe out to the middle of the lake. Oh, wait. No canoe. You can't take water from a bank. No. So you'd have to be in the middle of the water, which you can't be without a canoe. Yeah, that's crazy. They don't even have boats or anything like that, no. do they? That's what makes it hard to fish. It's hard to fish off banks and catch anything worthwhile. Right. You need deep water, you know? Yeah, you need to be out into the water in order, even especially for gill nuts yeah. to work That's out. why they're all like out on long poles. Yep. Yeah, you got to get them out away from the bank. I don't know. I think I could do it for a short amount of time. But I don't think I would be very good at it. No, I don't think I would be either. Um, anyway, I just thought it was interesting to figure out what our items would be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd beat you. No, I don't think so. I would easily be able to do that. Um, no, I don't think there's any chance of that. Mm-hmm. There is. Um, season six winner gear load that was the guy that shot the moose yeah so all i've seen is season six and seven and big game was a part of both of those i don't think you can win i really don't think you can win without shooting up some kind of big game and i think that would be probably my downfall i would want a pig pig would be great so bad yeah porcupines in the last season a lot of fat in a porcupine very easy to kill too they can only run two miles an hour well right you just got to get away from their spines yeah because they can shoot them at you. Okay, analysis of all seasons gear loadouts. So um, every single season, everybody has brought a sleeping bag. Um, almost everybody has brought um, ferro rod. The fishing kit was bought brought by almost everybody. Season 7, only 9. Season, yeah, so almost everybody brings a fishing. Almost everybody brings a two-quart pot. Um, knife, not so common. In season eight, only two people brought knives. 
In season seven, only four people brought knives. That's crazy. An axe is, is bought, brought by, in the last two seasons, almost everybody. Before that, only about most people. Okay, most people bring the axe. A lot of people bring a saw. Uh, very few people bring food rations. So in season eight, only four people. In season seven, only one person. Season six, five. Hmm. Um, season five, nine. So a lot of people bring food rations, I guess. Nine, nine, ten, three. It, it depends where they are. Yeah, which which I could understand. And that would depend on what we're bringing as well. Yeah. If I knew where we were going to be. Um, Gildnet's kind of all over the place. Paracord, kind of all over the place. I guess the tarp, I don't understand this because not many people are bringing tarps. They must give you a tarp other than the ground tarp. Yeah. I'm guessing. Um, bow and arrow has been brought a lot in the last three seasons. Before that, not so much. Multi-tool brought a lot in the later seasons, especially. Anyway, interesting. Hmm. Only three people have ever brought a sling, slingshot. I don't want a slingshot. Only one person's ever brought an extra tarp. Two people brought so- shovels. Only one person has brought soap. That person deserved. Come on, to lose. soap. Just get in the water. Yeah, scrub yourself off, and you're good. Anyway, that's all. That's anyway. fun. I would do that. I, I honestly would. I think I would do a show like that if I no could one get said out of it. English cities named which, like dash which, are designed are designated that because they are places where natural salt mines are. Literally so important, they named cities after salt mines. Yeah, I feel like long-term, but literally you got to survive 30, 40, 50 days in most cases, 100 in the last season. But yeah, the salt the salt isn't going to keep you there, I don't think. I think the salt is important, but there's salt in fat. So if you can get fat, there's salt in it. Yeah. I mean, I love salt. That would make the food so much better for me. Absolutely. To eat, because I would just be dousing it with salt. Like crazy. I would love that as a luxury. I would almost think it's a luxury to have salt with No, you can't live without salt, a certain amount. I understand. I'm saying I want to heavily salt everything, especially if I brought uh, Well, there's there's maybe an advantage there, too. In salting things, you can preserve that food. Well, you can. You would be able to preserve a lot more. A lot more. You can also smoke it. Which most people do. Um. Hmm. Interesting. We got more of what you're watching, right? We do. We got a bunch more. So, um, a lot of big things. Whereas in the last three months, four, five, six months, it's been a desert. It's been I think. a yeah. It's been a bit of a desert because all we hear about is things that are to come. Yeah. These everything's coming. Everything's coming. Like they're showing you trailers of things that aren't coming until 2023 and. It, it's just so annoying. And I see, you know, that new Ryan Reynolds movie that's supposed to be coming out, the new guy or whatever it was, uh, or free guy, right? Yeah, free man. that was like a long time ago. It's not out yet. I, I've heard it's very bad. That's why oh, it's not out. I'm positive it's very bad. It looked bad. I was not interested. What I'm saying is I keep seeing all of these reports about new movies and new things that are coming out, but... They've all been pushed back, and I know it's because of COVID. I get it. But it's just, 
why do you keep releasing things about these new movies if they're not coming out right. for you know another couple of years? Just give us a break. Well, anyway, all of a sudden, I think we find ourselves a flush with new content, um, and it's exciting. And it's like I don't know which way to turn sometimes, but I know I don't know how to deal with it. There is uh, three things I've been watching significantly. So the first one I I think we could talk about is Loki, the new Disney Plus uh, Marvel show dropped on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday, um, love it. Um, it it was a good start to the show. I yeah, I've just meant I love that it dropped on a Wednesday. I will say my thoughts on this show. Phenomenal. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I thought it was great. Um, you know, I, I can't really choose anything to pick apart. And normally I can. And I can't pick anything apart. I'm not saying that it was like this like amazing, breathtaking thing. It just was solid and kept my interest and makes me more interested going forward. Um, A big thing here is if you know about the marvel world though i mean i don't really know anything about what they're doing i don't nobody knows what they're doing but you have to have some knowledge of loki and the tesseract to him yeah yeah you gotta know the mcu but anybody that's watching any of this knows about that there's nobody tuning into loki that that doesn't know what's that's true that's probably true. I, I thought, and Nolan pointed out, um, Owen Wilson was absolutely phenomenal. I honestly thought yes. he was, I, I had, I knew he was going to be in it. I knew he'd be good. He's good in everything. He's a great actor. He was really good in this. I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, if we had that on the soundboard, I would play it right now, but we don't because Chris failed. You're not a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean hit that. it actually do, worked out. It worked really well. Um, no, I, I thought he was great in it. I thought Tom uh, Hiddleston was great in it as always. I'm very interested in the storyline. I love time travel. I love magic. Um, you know, I yeah, I liked WandaVision. In retrospect, from what we've seen after, it's kind of gotten from yeah, I like this show to like it's fine. I loved yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Loved it. Yeah. But this is so much different. That's what I love about Marvel, right? I, I do too. That is like a terrorist, like um, that was big budget action, like, like almost like a James Cameron type flick, where it's like big blow them up, shoot them up, like big budget type movie, right? The production you could tell was very high end for Falcon and the Winter Soldiers, like. Um, watching civil war again and, and you know? more grounded in reality that's it, what that series is like yes but but like watching civil war again where it's big and bright and yeah the way it's shot is a certain tone i, I just i absolutely love that way more than i ever thought i would i think it stands up there and then just loki drops and, and then it's loki even yeah. more i'm even more in the bag for this because it's it's material that is of more interest to me if i'm honest I have never really been a huge Loki fan. Me neither. I've, I've never I, been somebody that was either. like, I need more Loki in this movie. It's no. always been a, a somewhat of a nuisance character to me in a way that... I would 100% agree with that to a certain extent, although he was great in Thor Ragnarok. I don't think he's bad. And I, I've never thought I you need to get rid of him. I just, anytime he's in a scene doing something, it was almost like he was a... Like, the side character only there to be like the the one line guy that caused a little bit of problems. You know, like 
He'd give a couple one lines that people thought were somewhat quippy, and then he caused a bunch of shit to happen, and everybody was like, okay, go away. And then the main thing started happening again. Yeah. That's how I felt about him forever. And then when they said they were going to do a show, I was like, great. I understand people like the character because he is, you know, like quickie quickerson with his quick quips like that guy. Um, but this changed my whole mind yeah. on all of that. Like as soon as they gave him this type of story and the meaning behind it and him seeing him in the, in the show, seeing what actual power was and what he was dealing with or what he had thought in his brain as being something important and that people were using as paperweights. Yeah. Blew me away. I was like, Wow. Nolan put uh, D.B. Cooper there, totally aiming for an audience, and I love it. I agree. And, yeah. Uh, and an older audience. Like, I don't think a lot of young people would get the reference there. And I thought that was cool as well. However, I will say, uh, as much as I love the show and the acting and everything about it, it did, it, there is a little bit of turbulence that I'm, I'm, I'm unsure of, not unhappy with. Okay. I just want to see where it's going. Where at? You know, the whole idea that, and I said this kind of Nolan the other day, I go, it kind of turns everything on its head because it's like everything that you were expected to care about, you find out in the show, essentially, it's all meaningless. Right. You know, the fact that they're just throwing her on Infinity Stones like paperweights, they're like, this is a joke. Like, your existence is predetermined. It's fate. Or it's not fate. It's, it's not predetermined not no not necessarily yes, they said the timekeepers know the past present and the future and they keep it on track that's all predetermined oh so there's no it takes the stakes away from everything so if they don't You're find right. a way to address that i think it causes a significant problem well the way they're going to address that is because it's going to blend into multiverse of madness and it's going to change everything well so the whole idea of the timekeepers is that they're preventing a multiverse so obviously, but we have going doc- to fail. Yes, we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness coming up. That this has got to blend into, right? So the because they literally tell you like we're avoiding a multiverse, right? Okay, well we already know that there is the word multiverse in the in a movie coming up with Doctor Strange, right? The guy who deals with time. So we know they fail, and I think that's oh, and they will be the villains. I mean, they will be the villains. You think they'll be the the overall villains of yes that movie for sure. I don't know. Yeah, Loki's gonna go work for them to catch himself. It sounds like that's what it sounds like. Yeah, and, he's catching himself. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all gonna fall on its head, and the realization's gonna be that like, no, we do have free will, and our lives do matter, and you you can't right. control us, and you're not the ultimate power, and there's gonna be a pushback to that. That's the only way to make it make sense and make actual stakes because as it stands right now and that makes a lot of sense because in the in the show when loki's standing in front of that one little computer screen hanging in the middle of the room and he's staring at it and he looks at that uh lady and he's like he's like so this is ultimate power like this computer screen sitting here just with the timeline streaming across it this is ultimate power and it was just people sitting in their desks behind you know they were in little like cubicles behind their desk 
And that's when he started like laughing about it. And like, yeah, it is. If you're taking what they're saying as face value, then yeah, that is what ultimate power is. It, to them, yes, it was. But yeah. it, it, it can't stand. That can't stand long term. But I'm fine with that. And let's, I'm, I'm in to take the ride. Absolutely. I didn't think of it at the time as destroying everything that has been done. Because I, you know that there's more to come to this. I mean, it's the very first episode. But they say there, they're like, you know, so, oh, well, the Avengers jump through time. Why don't they get in trouble? Oh, they were supposed to. And Thanos was supposed to do what he did. And, you know, to these people, Thanos would be nothing. They would be able to hop in and end him. Yeah. In a second. Which, it, but they don't because they're like, that's the way it's supposed to happen. And the Avengers are supposed to do this and this is supposed to happen and we're keeping the time. Which makes it all meaningless. It didn't catch me that way, though. It caught me as like, there's so much more to this that we don't know. It caught me as the story is going to make that right again. Well, because they're not going to do that. No, I think my I think my 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 idea of it is that like these beings, this agency created by these beings, the timekeepers. That's not the natural order of things. Mm -hmm. I think that's what Loki was saying at first. Became, became to understand the other way, but the reality is it isn't the natural order of things. These people are manipulating somehow. They said the natural so order the wasn't villains. right. Yes. So and they made a decision. To make it one solid time stream, and that's not the way the natural progression worked to begin with. Well, that's the whole... It, it, this is why I know they're the villains, because, I mean, at the core of it, it's, you know, democracy versus fascism, right? Yes. You know? The idea that we're individuals in charge of our own destiny versus a benevolent dictator, mm -hmm. whether they're benevolent or not, but a dictator. No, a dictator of any sort yes, coming in and making and you yes. do a certain thing or live a certain way. Which is what they're doing now. So I, either way, I think it raises a lot of interesting questions, um, but I like where it's going. And I'm extremely excited about it. I am too. The acting's very, very good. Obviously, Tom Hiddleston knows how to be Loki. Yes. Um, better than anybody on this earth. But yeah, Owen Wilson blew me away. I saw the comments. I hadn't watched it yet uh, from seeing you and uh, uh, Nolan talking about the show last night. And I hadn't watched it yet until today. And once he showed up, I was hesitant to believe that he could be good. And I'm sorry, Nolan, I got to apologize. I don't know why, but my Facebook will not stream comments oh. tonight. I have to refresh the page. Um, so uh, well, no one says, I 100% think the last episode is going to overturn the TV and it's head. I agree. There's no other way to play it here. Um, Loki already played that like them. Like, as, it, as if they were children. Play Played them as if they were children. I don't know about that. He started to. There was, um, I mean, he literally got away from him pretty easily and started doing whatever he wanted to. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But I think there's a lot of false bravado on there. First of all, like we've said, they're not all that they think they are. No. They're not as powerful as they think they are. No. And that's, they're going to be their downfall. And I don't think the individual people, like Owen Wilson's not going to be the bad guy. No, I don't think he is either. I think he's actually going to be on the side of Loki and I be... Agree. Uh, a part of him like a I think Loki's going to have to have some moment where he makes them realize that like they're not this isn't the natural order of things. Yeah. Yes. And I'm 
what I kind of think is that Owen Wilson's character has been uh, studying and looking and watching Loki so much that he will be on board with that right away. Like, I completely agree with you. I already see what's happening. And, like, he's going to be a sidekick to him almost. Yeah. Um, later in the show. I don't know for sure, but you're not going to have Owen Wilson in there if he's not going to be a main character in some way. Oh, for sure. And he's definitely not on the TVA side, so. No. Um, All right, we yeah, got to move cool. We're running out of time. Do you got some something you've been watching? I got two more things. Uh, yeah, I got uh, three things, but they're very short. One of them is going to be the same as you. So um, with the new shows that have started with regular TV going back to normal, I love Gordon Ramsay, and he has done Hell's Kitchen and MasterChef, and I started watching them. They both have two episodes that came out, and I started watching them again. Hell's Kitchen is a show. I want to go to that restaurant and watch them film this. It's in Vegas, right? It's a goal of mine, yeah. And I'm going to Vegas here in a couple weeks, uh, well, like a month maybe, right after 4th of July, literally July 5th, I'm going to Vegas. Perfect time to go to Vegas, by the way. July 5th. So hot. Why would you do that? I'm going. Sounds terrible. Well, because I was invited. I was like, yes. Insanity. Not Illinois. Let's go. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like it a lot. I always like it. There's only two episodes out for the new seasons. I will always watch them. I happen to stumble upon them because I got um, YouTube TV again. And, yeah, they're, those are great. Um, but then the third show that I'm watching is Sweet Tooth, which you are as well. Yeah, we'll talk about that last. I got one more to mention real quick. Um, I'm catching back up. I completely forgot about Mythic Quest. Yeah, I only watched the first season of that. Yeah, the second season's out. Um, mm-hmm. You didn't watch any of it? Not the second season, no. Oh, well, no. I, I had watched a couple episodes, and then I kind of f- forgot about it. Like, There's a bunch more out now. Um, so I've been catching up on Mythic Quest, and I, this show just continues to. I like it more and more and more every time I see it. I just really enjoy this show, and I think they're doing like really interesting things with it, and taking smart like risks and really, really, really making a good, well thought out, well made show. I just think Rob McElhaney is like incredibly smart. Yeah, and his wife is also very heavily um, involved. I think. This, it's really funny, yes, but also like really just intelligently done, and they're always doing things differently. Just kind of like how it's always sunny is always doing things. Oh yeah, definitely in a novel way. And he would obviously know about that. Yes, and and they're doing that with this show, and the way they're structuring these episodes, and the way they're like making storylines out in a comedy is, I think, really. I don't want to say brilliant, but it's very, it's very, very interesting, and I, I like cutting it a lot. edge. I like it a lot, and I think it's, I need to give it more time. Everybody I, needs to watch this show, and it's on Apple Plus. And as you know, um, we have been big fans of Apple Plus just I, recently. I think it's totally worth paying for. I do too. Um, yeah, it blew me away once I started watching shows on that app, which I've kind of gotten away from. But I tell you what, we only have what fifteen? No, we've got. Right at a month until Ted Lasso season two comes out. Yeah. And I, I'll quit my job to watch that. (laughs) If that's what it comes to, I'll have to do, find something else to do, I guess. So I really like mythic quest, but anyway, so check, catch up on that. 
The last one we're going to talk about is the big Netflix smash hit, uh, Jeff Lemire comic book, um, produced by Robert Downey Jr. and his wife. Yep. Um, Sweet Tooth on Netflix. How this doesn't end up on HBO Max doesn't make any sense. It's a Warner Brothers show. Blew me away when I saw the. I didn't even realize it was a Warner no, Brothers show until the first episode, and they had the big it Warner was a Brothers DC thing. comic. And then, well, I knew it was DC, but uh, it. I just didn't put it together until I saw the Warner Brothers logo. And then Amy even asked me about it. She's like, "This is Warner Brothers." It's like, yeah. She's like, "Were you guys just talking about like how HBO and like Warner Brothers are like same thing?" Or it's like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why it's on Netflix, yeah. honestly. I have no idea. They must have started it. They probably started it two years ago. They had to have, yeah. So, um, I mean, really quick, and I'm not done with it. Neither um, am I. I, I haven't I, finished it. I've been watching it with Grady. I've wa- I'm on the fourth episode. Okay. And my quick reactions to it are, is I had no expectations going in. Yeah. I knew almost nothing about it. I watched Me no too. trailers. Yep. Um, I assumed it would be reasonably good um and it's completely blown every bit of expectation that i could possibly have it i think it's a freaking masterpiece i am so glad you're saying this i think this show is a legit masterpiece um i've never thought of the word masterpiece before but it's something I've told people about it already. I, I People are asking me just in like regular conversation what I'm watching and I've told them and I had a guy say to me, he's like, he's like, I'm not real big fans of cooking shows. And I said, no, it's not a cooking show. Cause I said sweet tooth and yeah. he just said it right off the bat. And then I explained to him what it was. I literally said it's about, you know, hybrid children following a kid with antlers post-apocalyptic yeah there's a big plague and all this stuff i mean it's got all the elements that i would like in a show i love post-apocalyptic but it's also a bit on the nose right very much it's a bit on the nose where you talk about a plague which obviously this has all been written well before um our pandemic and whatnot happening but then you get into hybrid children and it's like okay it's kind of been done before like it just seems like tropes that you've seen before that won't add up to much um but no it, from the first episode the very first episode the, just just the, building the the suspense the cast the um the intrigue the creepiness the horror yeah the emotional toll this show is excellent i went back and and i bought the first issue it's actually on um comicsology unlimited which i apparently still have <laughs> Um, and I went and got the, the first volume it is, it's, uh, 296 pages. And I spent the last week reading that and I read the whole thing and it basically covers the first four to five episodes, I would say of the first season. Um, it, it'll probably cover the whole season cause there are things that happen in this book that I haven't seen in the uh, show yet, but the way the the main character acts the way his dad was the way the other characters are it is spot, spot on. on for what the comic book is and that's what made me feel so happy after i started reading this because now i know jeff lemire didn't let anything go like awry you know he didn't let anybody 
dictate the production or dictate or change his vision of what this story was. When you always hear about writers being involved and they're like, yeah, we're not changing the story. We're never going to change it. And then you watch the show and it's just bullcrap completely different than whatever the comic was. And then they always say, well, you know, TV's a little bit different than actually writing a comic. Well, it doesn't have to be. You can actually do the source material yeah, and call it good. With the budget like that, yeah. And they did. They, did. they spent the, a lot of money on it, too. The, the way the kid talks is the same as the way it's written in the books, and it, it blew me away. I legit thought before any of this, just by looking at the pictures, of it upcoming, you know, the trailer and stuff. Yeah. I thought it was Maisie Williams. Really? The main character. The kid? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. I can um, understand but that. But it isn't. It's a boy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a boy. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said, I'm only on season episode four. It, it's There's like only a forget about it. Just burn your day. And like, I couldn't binge it in the situations I've been in. If I could the, binge it, I would. Yeah. Like it's, I would. It's, it's binge worthy. Um, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start because I feel like we shouldn't get too into depth until we finish. It no, you, we got to finish it. I'm not done with it yet either. I'm on the episode. Have you seen the episode where they're following the doctor and his wife in the town and they go to the weird dinner party? Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Okay, and it's I'm, creepy. I'm only one episode ahead of you. Okay. Um, but I just love the like. There's like an, a light-hearted funness to it. But it there's is, also like depth of emotion. It is very lighthearted when you're at times, and then it's well, yeah, like, at times. But I'm saying like when when you're dealing with the main character, and it's only him, you know, Sweet Tooth. It's only him, like trying to deal with his things and and go and find his mom. Like it is always lighthearted when you have that one character involved. There are outside sources that make it a little bit different. It's dark at times. And it can get really dark, but when you're just dealing with him and he's the only one in the frame, you know, it's like, ah, something about that character, which is weird. It's this little kid with antlers and and deer ears, you know, flipping around. It's weird to think, but I don't know. It's it's fun to watch that. And the other thing that I couldn't help but think about as I was watching this is like this is the closest thing until we get the real thing. Like this is the closest thing we will ever get to a movie or TV show version of the video game Fallout. Yeah. Except just if you take away the hybrid animal children. Yeah. But. Yeah, but what's happening? Like it's very similar. There's like roving gangs and there's factions and there's these little like city, town, states that are forming. And then like your with a wandering you're a wandering and having to live inhabiting through this and it's very it, it especially the episode where they go to the ski lodge and everything it just had a very very fallout vibe to it and i remember thinking that and i'm like if you just took this and gave it the aesthetic of fallout minus the deer child yeah like you got you got it yeah and it, it's a it's a combination that maybe that's why i like it so much but I'm I'm very glad that you went and watched it and and have a positive opinion of it because I didn't want to sit here and have to try to like tell you why it was so good. Oh really? I didn't want to have to tell. I already brought it up once. It's and, right in my alley, man. Oh no, I know it was, but I wasn't excited for it though. I had no 
expectations. I just brought it up about less than a month ago because I saw. No, I know we've talked about it several times, but I'm just like it never. But through all of that, and even I think I saw a trailer through all that, I'm just like I. I had nothing. No, I had nothing in me to say that this was going to be good. I didn't even know it was a comic book before. The only reason I was relatively excited about it was because I like Jeff Lemire a lot. Yeah, I know he's a good writer. I know he's done really good things in the comic book world. And then when I found out Robert Robert Downey Jr. and his wife are producing it, it, that's what I had brought up on the show. I think we both talked about like it had a certain saga look to it. So we thought like, oh, okay, because Saga is like amazing. Um, It's not like Saga at all. So other than the fact that like there's... No. No, it's not like Saga. It's not. And I would love to see a saga. And, you know, gosh, if they this could should ever be in our just... news. Why the Last Man's coming this summer on FX. That was, that's FX. another show that constantly says, like, why the Last Man? No, Tell it's, them in for you. It's really coming. Okay. Um, but anyway, big, 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 big recommendation for Sweet Tooth. I yeah. think if you listen to this podcast, you will love it. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. So a lot of great things happening right now. I mean... Mythic Quest, Loki, Sweet Sweet Tooth. I'm in. I'm. I'm. I got some TV watching ahead of me. Yeah, I'm in for for all that. I got a lot of Hell's Kitchen to watch. I, I love Gordon Ramsay as well. I'm a huge fan of Gordon Ramsay, so I can't wait to watch that as well. So yeah, it, there's only two episodes, and I was surprised that I stumbled upon it when the actual season started. Yeah, because that never happens. So anyway, I think that's it for this week. Uh, I guess we'll just keep pushing off the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. I forgot about yeah. that. Um, that's fine. I don't think our listeners probably care that much, but... It's worth it. I like. I the liked show. it a lot. Um, but we're out of our time for today. Jerry's going to try and figure out how to slowly fade in our outro music. We also have uh, Dick Tracy. That oh, my God. That was due this week. I thought it was next week. I thought we were doing two weeks. No, and I and I started it. Oh, but I, I've seen I didn't it a million it. times. So you got to rewatch it, though. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, oh, I will. OK, guys, you get a bonus week for Dick Tracy. Might as well, because you got a bonus week for Phantom. So that's just the way we're going to roll now. Right. That's what we're going to have to do. Um. So for Snarf Talk this week. Uh, oh, that's you. Sorry. Well, are you going to kick in the music while we say it? I can. It's new equipment, guys. We're trying to figure it out. I don't know if I'm affecting like the main recording with this no no that is just the level for the pads okay good for snarf talk this week i've been chris i've been jerry see you